Hello there. You have stumbled upon the Terribly Vexed podcast. The fellas have been expecting you. Please prepare to have your mind blown squarely out of your ass. Be sure to set your motherfucker to receive. Enjoy the show. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your news. Welcome back to the Terribly Vexed podcast. Because we're coming right off, right off. That's your JFK. That's that's all I got. Impression. Yeah, Yeah. it's horrible. It's not the best. Hey, welcome back to the Terribly Vexed podcast. You know me, I'm Josh, I'm one of your hosts. And I'm uh, Justin, I'm here too. All right, I heard that, <laughs> I heard that. You know, I gotta get it prepped for this episode, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, so, um, I did something a little different there. We opened with uh, JFK's Secret Society speech that was given in 1961 at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Of course, you know, uh, a couple years later, he'd have his fucking head blown off. In uh, Dealey Plaza, there. That was in Dallas. That was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
Eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, and uh, it's an it's a very interesting speech that he gave, and uh, just prior to start recording, we you know you were listening to it there. What do you think he was talking about? What do you think he was referring to there when he was giving that sort of a little chat to everybody? Uh, you know, secret societies, bad people in charge. Yeah, a monolithic and opposition yeah. to. Uh, to everything, essentially, to society. Yeah. Now, here's the thing: as everything would eventually turn out for uh, young JFK, there, uh, you know, it's, it didn't it didn't end well in hindsight. For the man. It's and, it's interesting. It's an interesting speech that a lot of uh, quote conspiracy theorists go to because he does mention secret societies. I think that is the JFK assassination maybe the biggest conspiracy of them all. Yeah, it's certainly the one that uh, up there. I'll go back into quite often. Yeah, you know? I started looking into it after you've been talking about it because I'm really not into that, you know, conspiracy just yet. I'm getting there. You mean nowhere near as deep as you are? You mean sort of like uh, history? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All <laughs> right. The quote, real stuff that happened. Sure. We we at this podcast we enjoy talking about things like Bigfoot aliens Mm -hmm. you know if for whatever reason a conspiracy theory podcast sort of just encompasses all of those things all of those odd things in life that you can't really that you're not really going to find an answer to okay but uh so take for the for example the title of today's episode parapolitics the dark and murky world of parapolitics two politics people may have not (laughs) <laughs> parapolitics a parapolitics i got a parapolitics which i'll give you the textbook definition of what parapolitics is here in just a minute but um you know it's essentially i've lost my train of thought now you're sorry it's a parapolitics yeah might as well hit that now we no, got a little surprise for you guys later we'll a new edition <laughs> what were you gonna say though I don't know. I don't have a clue in the you world. The definite because I'll, you, it, the definition of parapolitics would definitely help me. Yeah, we'll get to it in just a second. Okay, but it's just uh, what we were discussing is basically the fun stuff, the fun side of conspiracy theory uh, and theories. You know, all that goofy stuff that you're not going to find an answer to that you can't prove. You know, like Bigfoot, unless you want to go out there for a couple of weeks into the Pacific Northwest. Like I've been uh, recommending we do at some point. Yeah. No, just to I'm, see if we can hear and or see something. Have an experience of our own. I would love that, and I would also be terrified of that. It's, it's, it's kind of alien abduction. You need. We just need to, we need to address it. We need to address it and see so. for well, ourselves in our own lives and know and go out there. Yeah. This we need is to... not a Bigfoot episode, obviously, but <laughs> we can make it one. You could. JFK was Bigfoot. JFK was Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. A so, Bigfoot. Yeah. And then the other side of that is again, it's just history. That's what this is, basically. But the more um we would say, I guess you could, the stuff that I read, the stuff that I spend a good deal of time researching, it's not conspiracy theory. It would be categorized more as parapolitics just so you know and that's like stuff that has it's 
documented as actually happening has yes. has happened has happened and uh i guess before we move along i could just go ahead and give you the uh textbook or the wiki spooks uh definition of what that means i would love that so you have sort of a foundation here to uh start from you see i'd love it because like i was saying before we started recording this is we're taking we're stepping into your wheelhouse here yeah kind of sort of i mean yeah. obviously i don't know everything you know well, but certainly more than me yeah it's where i spend most of my time yeah. and if you go to our instagram that's where you're going to see a lot of the stuff posted it has to do with just reality just things that happened yeah operations uh, that took place uh, covert operations that that is covet very good thank <laughs> you a little callback. A little callback to uh, what we just uh, opened with there. But yeah, that was interesting though, right? What was he talking about with all that stuff, you know? I mean, what, what could he possibly have meant? Now, I think some people, given the time period, early 1960s, could have attributed a lot of what he was discussing in that speech to communism at the time. You know, but... Or however, I think there was a little bit more to it as we've, you know, several decades on now, many decades on can look back right. on it. Right. Now, I've, I've just been, this is a, a quick little side note. This is related to JFK, but have you heard the theory about that the mafia was involved with his assassination? You're joking, right? See, to me, that was that was breaking news in my world. When was this? A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like well, I said, I'm not well versed in the JFK conspiracy. The JFK assassination. Assassination. But that blew my mind. The sewer shooter. Yeah, there's all, all this stuff's coming to light. This new shit has come to light <laughs> for me. And it's now I see why it's such a good No, uh well, you know, there's a lot of people that ha- you know, that's their that's their beginning. That's where they start. I know. And but it's it's the it's the big one that yeah. will from there there's there's lots of you you'll see lots of things that are that that sort of translate into other things that have happened in history that that one explains it explains a lot and if at any point people still think once they've spent any time researching the JFK assassination if they spend any time on that one and 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 still walk away from it thinking that it was just the lone nut which has been used over and over and over again to uh you know for assassination purposes you know some guy just decides to you know whatever yeah go crazy you'll see that there's uh there's there's so much more to it than that i mean that's what i've told people like yourself if you've at any point decided to really dig into the whole JFK assassination, start with Lee Harvey Oswald first, because uh, I think it was a, I don't know if it was a senator or somebody that was quoted as saying something to the effect of, uh, everywhere you look with Oswald, there are the fingerprints of intelligence. It was something along those lines. Because the dude was just, you know, everywhere you looked with him in his whole career, up to his, uh, up to his little assassination, he was involved with intelligence. That's where you would start. And if at any point you can, you know, get into it, that's that's where I would say don't start with the Kennedys and all that stuff or any of the other 
you know, because there's so much information where people will waste so much time arguing and bickering over, you know, pointless. But start with Lee Harvey Oswald and his life and everything that was going on with him leading up to it. Because uh, that will tell you pretty much everything you need to know. There's a couple of good books, you know, out about him that that talk specifically about him that just follow his life. Yeah. There's no way you can walk away from that whole thing and still think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just a lone nut, just decided to, you know. There's that video that you posted on our Instagram of him when he realized that he was being convicted or whatever, uh, whatever it was. It's when the look on his face. The journalist, after he had been captured, I guess he had just been captured at the uh, movie theater, Mm -hmm. and he was being paraded in front of the press, which is something they wouldn't do now. No, nope. but at the time, I guess they, one of the police officers said that they were just trying to be cooperative because of what had just happened, you know. So they were trying to get answers, and it's that you're right. It's that moment when he realizes that they one of the one of the press one of the journalists was basically telling him you you have just been charged with assassinating the president, and yeah. just drops. He's like, oh shit, I am screwed. Yeah. So when he says he was a patsy, uh, yeah. He really was. He was no doubt part of some sort of an operation. I don't know if he knew what kind of an operation he was part of. He was uh, made to be... Here's a term for you. We'll do all kinds of fun terms in this this little episode. People can learn and uh, apply to other things because you'll see him in other other instances. It's uh, He was sheep-dipped. You ever heard that? <laughs> no, but I love it. Yeah, sheep-dipped. It's basically where you're given... Uh, you're immersed into another world and you're sort of given a persona uh, to make people think that you're something that you're not. So like, for example, he was conveniently filmed handing out pro-Cuba communist uh, pamphlets and flyers and information on the side of a road, you know. It was Hmm. just to make him look like he was a communist. That was the whole purpose of that nonsense. Sheep-dipped. Sheep-dipped, right. It's an intelligence network agency term for somebody that they're putting into, uh, basically putting them undercover, right? You get it. Yeah. They're undercover, but they're sheep dipping them. They're putting them in, an, in some sort of a situation where that's not what they are at all. They're just, they're undercover and they're trying to make everybody think that they're something that they're not. Like him, his defection to Russia. Again, we're talking about Lee Harvey Oswald. His defection to Russia. That was all just a charade. That's all that was. They were trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Very good. By sheep dipping. Right. It's a common technique. I think I just made sense of it. Very well done. Thank you. Uh, So anyway, real quick, parapolitics, just to give you the textbook uh, definition, is used to describe either covert political activity that is hidden from the public or a complete de facto political system, typically comprising elements of the military and intelligence apparatus. Hidden from the public, political actions of subterfuge, secrecy, and deceit, and is increasingly used in discussions on democracy to describe the behavior of the deep state, hate that term, i.e. coalitions of institutions and corporations to operate above or outside of the elected government. Huh? I'm getting better at That was incredible. (laughs) And for everybody listening, that was not pre-read, like my letter about (laughs) Joseph Bell last episode. Yeah, so there's your textbook definition. Basically, 
it's uh like I said to you just before we started recording, uh, to use a wrestling term, it's kayfabe is what it is. Uh, it's not kayfabe, excuse me. It's not the stuff you see on your TV. It's not the, uh, quote, elected officials. It's everything that's actually happening in the world, but there nobody's talking about, nobody's reporting on. It's stuff that you kind of have to, you know, dig into your history books. There's a lot of good accounts, uh, people that uh, do a lot of research on Twitter that I follow. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, a, generally speaking, it's a, it's a journalist, it's a writer, it's an author that just spends a few decades researching all of this information. And it's, it's individuals, you know, that, that ultimately come up with a lot of answers to these things that have happened in history. But, uh, parapolitics describes that world, that murky world of, you know, clandestine covert operations covet. You know, covet covet that you don't see on the news and that's what we're going to be talking about today just a little bit there yeah well so this is we'll call this an introduction to parapolitics because we're not going to be getting into the into the into the depths of any sort of specific operation but we're going to be talking about a few of them just well, so you kind of get a basis for idea of what's going on yeah and that's good that it's a basic introduction because I am in desperate need of that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's anything. It's anything that's happened in history, any kind of operation. I've got this list that I've shared with Justin uh, oh, yeah. when we first started the podcast here. And uh, that's all that is. It's completely separate from anything like Bigfoot or anything like that. This yeah. is all just history, basically. Yeah. It was when we talked about in the very first episode, perhaps, the introductory episode, Operation Sea Spray. Correct. That's a good one. That could be considered uh, something that you would categorize as parapolitics. I like it was a that secret one. operation. Is that San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco. And they were just they, testing uh, you know, biological weapons in that in that scenario. Not an actual biological weapon. It was some sort of what they supposed was a benign sort of bacteria, but they were just wanting to see if they could use it for possibly later, you know, some sort of a chemical agent. So they they used that bacteria then in fog in the yeah. fog that came into San Francisco. Yeah, and it just enveloped the city, of course. Yeah, and then they tested people. Some people died from that operation. Okay, I think there was like a dozen or so people that actually did get some sort of lung infection. But uh, but really, they were just seeing if they could use the fog as a spreader. Yeah, in yeah. that particular instance, that's what yeah. that's what they were doing. But it's going to be any sort of like, um, you know, paramilitary operation yeah. that's taking place. And, of course, JFK's assassination is a prime example of that. Um, because clearly this was a planned operation. This was not a lone nut. And if you've, you know, like I said, spent any time reading, uh, re- researching that, that assassination. But... He, those things were happening all over the place. It was uh, Patrice Lumumba, you know. They assassinated him just a few years prior. And uh, again, this is all stuff that, you know, why why aren't we talking about the fact that the CIA was involved in the assassination of a leader? I mean, you can't, you all the coups that have happened all over the world, that's all intelligence uh, network stuff that's happening there. I wonder, do people just like I like I am one of these people. 
you just assume that that kind of stuff is happening all the time. So like when people like yourself get all into it and research it and, you know, invest a lot of time into looking into it, just kind of like to me, it's like, well, we, yeah, I mean, it's going on. What do you, why are you even worried about it? You know what I mean? Why worry about why it? Why worry about it? And there's more <laughs> important things like aliens to worry about. <laughs> I know the other side, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know crop to circles. Me, to me, <laughs> yeah, should be worrying about crops, exactly. not worrying necessarily, but just I'm terrified. Thinking, thinking, and focusing on crop circles. Crop circles. That is a bad example, though. Yeah. So, like, I don't like crop circles. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like, I just assume this shit's going on all the time, constantly. Covert operations yeah. are happening all the time. Yeah. Who the hell are you? Where I just met you randomly. You could have been like, you could have a whole backstory I don't even know about. Yeah, and that's the thing, because, you know, lots of people are working for intelligence agencies. Yeah. And that's come out over the many decades, you know, since, you know, originally there was the... Um, I guess before the CIA, it was the OSS, we're talking World War II, mm-hmm. and then it became the CIA, you know. I mean, obviously, there was a need to have an intelligence network in place, and that's what became the Central Intelligence Agency. But you think about how many agencies there are now. It's the DIA, it's the CIA, it's the NSA. I mean, I couldn't even possibly list them out all here for you. There's so many of them. And of course, uh, you know, people theorize... Uh, to, to what degree these agencies, these groups, these operations are happening so that so much so that like depending on how big they are, obviously, like you're talking the JFK assassination that went all the way to the top. You know, this was. Oh, yeah. But compartmentalization, which I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. not everybody in a, you know, like you work for a company, for example, you don't know what the CEOs and right. the people in the ivory, ivory tower what mm-hmm. their decisions are, what they're doing. So yeah. the guy at the bottom doesn't necessarily know what the next guy is doing. And you've got different, uh, you know, groups and different operations happening. Nobody. Yeah. They're all doing what they're told. Nobody has all... the full picture. Right. Right. So that's a very important thing. I've, a lot of people have talked about is the compartmentalization inside of these intelligence agencies. And all people also kind of wonder and theorize as to what, how they, how they communicate with each other and if not in fact or if in fact they are sort of uh, at odds with one another too is kind of an interesting thing that i've i've seen when i've been re- researching this stuff like each each like cia fbi for example not really known to like each, other. like each other those two agencies don't really seem to like each other but no. i don't know if that's true or not i don't know if that's an accurate assessment right you know what i mean yeah, I know. What you, yeah, it's like every every cop show. The cops are investigating. The FBI shows up. It's the goddamn FBI are here, right? That kind of a thing, you know. Like, is that just theatrics? <laughs> you know. Yeah, or does that go all the way up? You know. I don't know that it does. I mean, from everything I've seen, like sort of read about, like Jagger Hoover and stuff in his days of the FBI when he was in charge. Uh, important to note too that he he ran the world that he had by blackmail. Everything was blackmail. And he was a degenerate perv himself, which is funny because he had all this, you know, blackmail material on people. Mm -hmm. And that's the way he kind of, you know, it's like Epstein's, uh, you know, sex blackmail pedo 
thing he had going on. This is obviously not the only one. You know, we're Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial in your face, but you don't actually. We yeah. we got nothing from the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Yeah, what's going nothing. on there? That is odd. That I is, did, that you know, and is that going on right now, or did it already happen? I haven't really, honestly, I, I don't even think heard a thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's uh, was she convicted of some things, but I don't know if she's been like actually sentenced or anything. I'm not sure. See, we don't even know that, but we know Amber Heard's dog stepped on a bee. Right, right, yeah, right. We all know that. And of course, it's just a defamation trial. Obviously, that's why they can yeah. get cameras and stuff in there. But yeah, that's true. This would have been sort of like a this would have been a federal, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, we we got no information from that, and by all accounts, he was working with intelligence agencies uh, when he did his uh, ran his operation, and. Uh, so anyway, that would be another example of, you know, fall into the category of sort of parapolitics where people are, these things are happening and nobody's talking about them. So it, it again, sort of gets categorized as conspiracy theory. It's like uh, kind of the Franklin scandal. Are you familiar with that one? Which was the whole, you know, same pedo ring type situation that was happening in like uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Um. You know, that's been sort of just pushed off to the side and labeled a big hoax, you know, but there's uh, I'm actually doing a book right now, which is going to be the um, the actual Franklin scandal book. Can, can I stop you there for a second? Shoot. What uh, what exactly is the Franklin scandal? Real it quick, was, just to have a quick background on that, because I have never heard of that in my life. Well, that's what well, you're not supposed to. I know. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Lawrence King, he was a, he, he basically embezzled a bunch of money. He had a credit union, I think, in Nebraska. and uh, But he was also running a pedo ring out of that. And he was sort of a semi-prominent uh, political figure, ally to certain politicians. And he had connections to D.C. And they would fly these kids back and forth. But again, this whole thing's been labeled a hoax. Never been put on any sort of real platform, you know. This guy is still alive. I mean, he didn't even serve any time or anything like that. You really? Know? Yeah, he had a uh, sort of a cohort in D.C., and his name was uh, Craig Spence. And uh, you can read up all about Craig Spence, man. Craig just another... Spence. Yeah, he, was, he just he ran the same sort of operation. It was like um, Donald Trump's uh, former... I think he was his attorney at one point it was uh roy Cohn. yeah had the same pedo operation running <laughs> he was in dc and he was part of the mccarthy hearings too which is funny he was one of the lawyers for the mccarthy hearings where they were you know trying to root out the communists back yeah. in the like 50s yeah. and stuff he had the same sort of pedo ring running just like epstein just like this craig spence guy and craig spence was actually um he was, uh, I don't know if he committed suicide or was made to commit suicide or basically committed suicide because he knew he was going to be killed. He was just a, an asset of something, of some sort of intelligence agency. Most people assume probably the CIA. Yeah. But uh, he was connected with the Lawrence King guy, who I think some people had recently discovered on Twitter. He actually lives in D.C. now, which is kind of funny. I mean, he's in the belly of the beast He's up right there. there. Yeah, and, and no doubt being protected. You know, hmm. because he ran this operation, 
your tax dollars hard at work, folks. Uh, but again, that just parapolitics, uh, because a lot of these politicians would be implicated, you know, and attached yeah. to these operations. And uh, that's probably why they're not talking about it. Yeah. Would be I mean, my I'd guess. Say that, yeah, that's a safe guess. But like all the kids and stuff, they there was like a, uh, I think it was called Boys Town. And it was like a, like a you know, uh, like a foster care home that was out there in Nebraska. Yeah. Been around for a long time. And uh, I think they were basically just using that as a farm to get these kids. Just getting them right from that, you know. Of course, these kids didn't have any, you know, families, didn't have any parents. Perfect. Perfect for them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they would had pri- private jets and stuff. And I have to say, they call it a hoax, but as much research as, I think his name is um, Nick Bryant, who has written that book. And uh, there's way too much information there. For it to have been a just yeah. oh this was just a bunch of kids making shit up which is yeah. what they tried to say you know it's one of those situations uh where there's smoke there's fire <laughs> I'm not oh, do it. oh we'll, we'll say but it. there really is there really is so you know again sort of falls into that category you've got politicians you've got very powerful people and you've got these uh, covert blackmail operations taking place. But it's not just, you know, blackmail operations. It's military operations. Uh, like uh, as we played that excerpt from JFK's Secret Society speech at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. He's talking about the unholy alliance of the military, intelligence community, big business, bankers, Wall Street, finance, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these are the people that are making the decisions for your life. Okay. The depression back in the, uh, thirties or whatever. Yeah. It didn't just fall from the fucking sky. All right. <laughs> these things don't just happen. <laughs> I've said that so many times to people like I'm trying to like, like I'm on a crusade, Justin. Oh, these I know. things don't know. just fall from the fucking sky, bro. They don't. So is they're planned or orchestrated. So, okay. You know, all this information. Let's, let's just say, for this question, it's 100% true, right? For Everything. argument's sake? Is that where we're... For argument's sake, this is all 100% true. Man, this Modelo is delicious. Isn't it? Modelo. Cerveza. What are you going to do about it, though? Like, what, what can be done about it? It's funny that you say that because nothing is exactly. going to be done about it. It's all, it really just, like, you know, falls almost into the category of of being labeled uh, pop culture, really, right. for the most part. Right. It's it, it's all academic. We you people research it, people know this shit happens, and not a damn thing can be done about any of it. It's kind of like quantum physics. It's happening. We sure about it? Uh, mostly, mostly, and then. What can we do about it? Nothing. All right. Well, <laughs> let's keep looking into it. Let's just keep looking is, into is it. Is quantum physics f- f- physics the word I'm looking for there? What am I thinking of? I don't know exactly. I think so. my analogy may have been slightly off, but I think <laughs> I've made a good point. I think you have too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> I think originally uh, 
okay, so like we were going to go and sort of do like a current events. What's happening right now in the world? We've got mass shooters everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but we just sort of got right into parapolitics. But really, honestly, this would also describe uh, mass shooting events as well. I had some conversations with people recently. And just so people know these mass shooters, they're communicating uh, with other people. They're talking to people regularly in forums on the Internet. Everybody uses the Internet now. I don't care yeah. if you're a psycho that decides to go off and kill a bunch of people. They're communicating with people online. It's it's so darn convenient. So convenient, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's right there. It's in your hand every day on mm -hmm. your phone. You can mm -hmm. always, but they're always using all like your, I think right now they're, they always like to attribute a lot of these mass shooters to using 4chan. Yeah. Um, Which I don't understand because check this out. I had an idea the other day. I like to play this phone game, right? It's got a little in-game chat with you, with your clan or your group, whatever. What, I mean, who, what's, what is happening in those little things? Like we just, we just all start a farm together or a clan, whatever it may be. We're all terrorists. We're just sitting in there chit-chatting about destroying whatever. So what's your there question? So many different forums. Why do they why do they pick like these giant like 4chan or Reddit? Why do they always go on these wide open channels when you can just uh, you can play a game of chess with somebody? Right. But there's a little chat thing in there. You're playing chess, but there's a little chat. Why not just chat in there? Why is it all so public? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you're chatting or, or well, what form. It doesn't matter. True. All digital communications. This is what some. This is something people need to know. All digital <laughs> communications are being monitored. I get that. Everything, everywhere, at all times. Right. Everything. Every text you send. Every call you make. Every website you use. Everything is being monitored. the The idea, once again, that these people just show up. I mean, they, they've seen more, more often than not that these people were being monitored and have been uh, spotted previously, years before even in some cases. Right. They knew about them. Right. The FBI knew about them. A law enforcement agency local to where the person lived knew about them. Somebody knew something. The idea that these, these people just, especially now, you know, yeah. since the uh, advent of the internet... The idea that they just show up and this shit just happens right. and nobody knows anything is absurd. And like uh, 4chan and all these forums, feds. Feds everywhere, man. <laughs> They're all fedded up. It's absurd to think that, but people do. They're like, why doesn't somebody know anything? Why didn't somebody see this? You know, friends, family. Maybe the last ones to know, but like. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 100%. I, yeah, every digital thing is monitored. Everything. But there's, if, let's just say, me and you want to do some heinous activity. Surely there's a better way than 4chan to talk. So are these things being monitored? Are, is our chess game being monitored as closely as 4chan? Reddit? I mean, I Twitter. think a lot of people, you know, obviously more know and more in the know than I am, uh, would 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 be better to uh, ask something like that too. But I would say that everything is being monitored. I don't know. People uh, are wondering constantly. I'm sure as as to what level with which you know data is being 
mind, I guess, and, yeah. and being uh, observed. And uh, but I would say, assume everything all the time. Okay. <laughs> Do you see my point, though? Well, you could <laughs> stand to probably <laughs> specify it. I'm just saying, there's better ways to communicate than 4chan. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you want to do some heinous shit, play a game of chess with somebody. Play a game of chess with your partner. Just a, an app? You're talking about an app? Yeah. Chess.com. Heyday, for instance. You're directing people to <laughs> communicate with... Private communications. Well, so like the, uh, the, when they were going to like kidnap uh, Governor Whitmere of Michigan, weren't there like... How many feds were involved in that group or whatever right of this these militia men whatever the hell they were I, i've heard different numbers but i mean there was upwards of what eight to ten guys that were all feds i mean that's i mean ruby ridge that when that thing happened that was all just that was a fed that was a fed that had infiltrated this uh group up there and he uh just kept harassing randy weaver who just passed away recently uh about making some sawed off shotguns and of course, you know, he was going to pay him an exorbitant amount of money to, to do it. So eventually he just said yes, because I, guess, I would assume he probably just kept offering more and more money for him to do it. And eventually he was like, oh, well, I can't turn that turn down that money. Got, you know, three, four kids, you know, we're living up here on the mountain. Backed him into a corner, you know, that Fed had already, the feds had already infiltrated that group. You know, they knew everything. It's like they knew uh, Waco. They knew what the hell he was doing all the time. That whole thing where they killed all those people and burned all that stuff down. That that's they knew his schedule. They knew I mean, you know, anyway. Out I would of, say I could go off on that, but that's kind of the point of the podcast, I guess. Out of everything that you just said, Waco is all I knew of. You've never heard of Ruby Ridge? Nope. Kind of a big one. That's what I'm saying. I'm a I'm an idiot when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> I'm okay. clueless. It's okay. Do you want me to just leave and you can just talk? Yeah. Just go <laughs> ahead and take your beer with you and your All right. horn. All right. Hey, that's a surprise for later. <laughs> Unreal. You can cut that part I'll out. Let it, I'll edit that out. Get that time code so you can Yeah. Got it. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. So yeah. All of those things, um, damn, I lost my train of thought now. I'm sorry. Did I derail you? What? Did I, de- did I derail you? Got ya? derailed. I'm Kinda sorry. Kind of have to get on a, you know, get on a, on a rant, you yeah. know, get on a wave and ride that puppy till it, till its end ends. Well, next time, I won't do that. Cut but you all were talking this about, shit out. You were Cut talking all about, this shit out. Why? This is the good stuff. This nah. is the part people want to hear. Got this shit out. This is crap. <laughs> Had a nice, good thing going, and it's all. Fun. I wrecked it. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to bring up the horn. Sorry. I don't care about the fucking I'm horn. Done. done. I'm out. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you okay? You don't know about Ruby Ridge. That's okay. If you're, you know, you spend a lot of your time researching aliens and crop circles. You know, that's okay. That's that's good too. That's I, good too. I, People need that. We need to step away from this stuff. Parapolitics, uh, you know the the things that have happened in history. Every time you you, you can't be talking, it's depressing as hell. It I is. get that because uh, you know a lot of people will 
we'll dive. I, you know, I'll dive into it for every once in a while and I'll stay in there for a while. And then I got to come out. I got to, you know, got to stick my head above the, yeah. Cause it's, it's a depressing. Because, uh, you know, there's there's certain operations. We're going to mention a few of them. One of them was Operation Operation Phoenix. And that was an operation in, that would have been in like uh, Vietnam is where that originated. And, and from there, Operation Phoenix went over into South America, became Operation Condor. Okay. And hey, everybody, you can read up on these. They got wiki pages now. It's okay. You can go find yeah. them. It's not top secret anymore, but like... They theorize between eighty and a hundred thousand people were killed in Operation Condor in South America, and this was about, you know, quote rooting out the subversives. You know, what were they doing down there? Like, what was that operation? It was basically just uh, you had these groups, which we'll go into Operation Gladio here in a minute, which would kind of play into what's going on today with the mass shooters. Um. It basically was just about rooting out subversives. But of course, what is a subversive? It was basically people that didn't like what was going on. So you had this alliance between, take the 1954 Guatemala coup, for example. That was the United Fruit Company. They just wanted to secure their business. You know, They wanted to secure their financial investment in Guatemala. So you oust, you know, via an assassination the democratically elected leader and put in a dictator that's friendly to your company, to the government that from the country that they're originating from, which is the U S obviously. And, um, then you put your people in place and that's, that's, you know, a covert operation. We know these things happen now, Yeah, you know, 50, 60, 70 years on, but at the time it uh, didn't appear as to be what was, what was happening, you know? Yeah. Are the strategies changing in this day and age, or do you think this is like still the basic formula? Absolutely, and it, I think it's it's still the basic formula, or they are changing. No, it's 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 exactly what's happening yeah. today. Okay, it doesn't. Things don't get better; they get worse. <laughs> Fair enough. Insider tip: they they don't get better; they get worse. And uh, be a good doctor. Yeah, so like I, I, you know, that Operation Condor just they would, right, just go to people's houses and kidnap them, right? One of the one of the ways of getting rid of people, I think they did their, uh, I don't know if it was helicopter flights or if it was aircraft flights, but they would fly over the rainforest and just throw these people out of planes. I think I sent that to you in a text yeah. recently. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, that this was one of their one of their many ways of ridding themselves of, you know, undesirables. What the uh, the dictatorship, what the, uh, you know, whoever it was that put this person in charge, that was their way. And I think in Operation Condor, there was like seven or eight countries in South America that were all part of this operation. So it wasn't just one country. Hmm. Anybody that was, it could have been like, uh, not necessarily an intellectual, but some sort of a professor, anybody that could organize against the state was rooted out. You know, or, you know, you could easily turn somebody like that. That's why there's so many people that work for these intelligence agencies and nobody knows their assets. They're um, not they don't necessarily have to be officers, you know, like the media in the U.S., for example. Yeah. New York Times and Washington Post. I mean, that's all 
just as ex- that's a extension of the CIA. That's yeah. that's all that is. Yeah. That that has no they're not an independent <laughs> they're not giving you unbiased news. This is the no. public relations for the intelligence community is what that is. And they do oh another term by the way. Another term. It should have Anyway. Uh just, just, every time there's a new fun little term. Uh have you ever heard of the term unlimited or limited hangout, excuse me. Limited hangout. Limited hangout. No. Never heard that term before? It, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm, I'm not sure. Whitney Webb has a podcast Whitney called Webb. Unlimited Hangout. Right? Maybe that's why. Maybe that is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's probably what it is. Yeah. She's got a good podcast. She does a lot of interviews. And uh, I think she's supposed to have an Epstein book coming out, if, if it's not already out. I posted it on her Instagram at one point. She's a pretty kick-ass journalist she's an independent journalist and uh this is where she spends a great deal of her time in this uh, world of parapolitics talking about uh, and reporting on the intelligence community and uh you know covert actions um tries she's you know like us and we we like her trying to beg people just to stop looking at the TV and just like, oh, what Biden said. Everybody likes to attribute something to the guy that's the president at the time, which is hilarious. The Biden administration did this. Yeah. The Trump administration did that. The Bush administration, the Clinton administration. They're all the same. That doesn't matter. Yep. Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter who the president is. They're not, they have no position of power. They're not calling any shots. I know that. Even I know that. He's, he's the front man. Guy that takes the blame. Right. Kayfabe. There it is. He's gets he's getting he is getting his ass sheep dipped nonstop. It's like uh <laughs> Bill Burr said that time, you know, it's like they take the new president into a room and show him the JFK assassination from an angle from- that nobody has ever seen. <laughs> yeah. That's it that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you try to, you know, sort of challenge the status quo you're going to get your head blown off. That's just the way it is. If a president hasn't gotten his head blown off, he ain't doing shit. All right? You do what you're told. You get the nice house in Maui. You know, you get yeah. the nice house in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Speaking of presidential assassinations, is there a conspiracy theory behind Abe Lincoln that you know of? Well, uh, old Booth. I'm sure there is. It's got to be. Have I spent any time? I actually? didn't know. If, okay, I didn't know if you were versed in that at all. Not really. Okay. I, I constantly go back to the Civil War, uh, not for the obvious reasons as to what was taking place at that time, but because you were pro South, right? Right, because I'm from the <laughs> South, right? Yeah. So it'd have to be pro South. Uh, no, but it's like uh, a lot of things changed in the U.S. Like our recent history, like our our recent history, the world where we inhabit now uh, can still kind of go back to what happened during the Civil War on into sort of like the early part of the 20th century because you had a lot of big things happening right there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like the world we inhabit today, the modern world in which we deal with, you know, early 20th century, things started changing. I just remember reading one time that there was, it was talking about lobbying kind of started in the Civil War era U.S., which is a big one. I don't understand that, why people are like, oh, yeah, it's lobbying's completely normal and legal. You can just pay yeah. a politician to yeah. do what you want them to do. 
Okay, so odd. why the hell is that legal? Why is that going on? And that's just the shit you know about. All right. Uh, All right. Real quick, just to go back to the, the limited hangout, the, the term, just so people have the um, textbook definition of it, is a tactic used in media relations, perception management, politics, information management, which originated as a technique in the espionage trade. Basically, it's uh, there, there's something that's happened, okay? And perhaps this thing has happened and it's, it's come to light. People know about it. People are reporting on it. Uh, but it's a controlled narrative of that event. They'll give you some of the information, but certainly not all the information. Mm-hmm. So sort of from there, I guess we kind of transition into talking about like the mass shooters like today. Yeah. Uh, another one that people have questions about, which is, you know, we, we got no answers to. Was the Las Vegas shooting, right? The Las Vegas shooting. Las Vegas shooting. Sorry about that. We had a little swig of the old Modelo. There you go. go. Yeah, the Vegas shooting. Old Stephen Paddock. That's a maybe. It's one. It's the oddest one. The most. The most people killed. Absolutely no answers and zero reason. I mean, and I watched the like uh, no manifesto. Las Vegas uh, sheriff guy there was basically just like, yeah, sorry, we we did a investigation and um, yeah, we didn't yeah, nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> it's just we don't know why he did. Fucking it. ridiculous! I swear. I know, but I guess that's obviously what the guy wanted. I mean, obviously was it, he had a reason. Was it the guy? Do we even know if it was him? Dun, dun, dun. You, you don't know. Stevie Paddock. I mean, like, you know, uh, get a a text every so often from uh, one of our friends, old Jason. And he's just like, what the fuck happened in Vegas? I get a text from him like at two in the morning. He still is concerned. Well, just like intrigued by... Concerned, yeah, yeah, yeah. The total just... Memory hold, which is a term that's being used a lot now, but it's true. It's like, oh, just forget about that. Yeah, don't worry about that little incident. Yeah, but that one it seems like not like forget about it, like you know, brush it under the rug, but just like we there's we don't know. Like that's it, they're admitting to that. Like you know, a lot of times they're like like nine eleven. You know, there's all those conspiracy theories and what. Although you know, there there is some conspiracy theories on the Vegas shooter. But helicopters were there. Shooting. Have you heard all that stuff? Like they were, you know, those silent helicopters. People were shooting. Yeah, and I haven't really dug into haven't the loss because really there ain't nothing to dig into. Right. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like it's just other than the fact that there's some of the audio. I remember reading one time that there was there was too many shots being fired simultaneously. It was very much like uh, JFK's assassination because later they had uh, audio recordings. Apparently, some sort of state trooper or something had had some sort of an audio uh, something was recording on his motorcycle and they'd picked up two shots that happened almost at the same time which means one person couldn't have been yeah you know shooting so essentially the same thing was sort of happening there the the rounds were coming so fast yeah that it could not have been from one person yeah and then i heard something about as far as that goes like Obviously, it's Vegas. A lot of tall buildings. Echoes. Yeah, it could be like a re-echo coming. You know, or the bump stock was messing up, and it just like hit two real quick. You know, like bump stocks are all. I mean, there's they're going to have explanations for it. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
But like um, earlier in the episode, I mentioned Operation Gladio, which was, uh, and real quick, because this kind of ties into it, uh, like we were saying earlier, we know that a lot of these people have been observed. They've, well, in some cases, they've even been arrested, I think. A lot of these mass shooter events, Mm -hmm. they've shown up on radars at various places, right? So like uh, Operation uh, Gladio, people are sort of, I have seen people making this connection. And um, real quick, I'm just going to give you the, uh, as soon as I can pull the stupid thing up on my stupid, (laughs) I thought I had it up here, but apparently I didn't. Oh, see, this is what you need, old-fashioned paper. Paper, paper, I know. Paper, paper, <laughs> it's paper. 40 minutes with a wee one. Can never Talk have uh, a, enough Waterworld references. Nope. We should have at least one in every episode. I agree. So Operation Gladio was the codename for a clandestine stay-behind operations of armed resistance that were organized by the Western Union and subsequently by NATO and the CIA. They're always got their little finger just... They're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's a it's a massive, massive agency. I mean, technically, I guess most people say that it's it's small in comparison to others, but the thing is you have assets. You have people that actually work for the agency that aren't part of the payroll, that get paid through, you know, black budgets and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, in collaboration with several European intelligence agencies, the operation was designed for a potential Warsaw Pact invasion and conquest of Europe, although Gladio specifically refers to the Italian branch of the NATO Stay Behind organizations. Operation Gladio is used as an informal name for all of them. Stay Behind operations were prepared in many NATO member countries and some neutral countries. Basically, to sum that up for you, and uh, again, has a Wikipedia page. You can go and read up on the history of Operation Gladio. It's, you put these groups, I don't know if they're directly officers of these different agencies or just assets, uh, what they called, uh, what uh, I guess it was uh, Fletcher Prouty called, uh, what was he, the name, M- mechanics. These were hitmen, right? But these were just professional agitators. That's all they were. Uh, different groups, pro- possibly, like we'd mentioned earlier, competing with each other. And not necessarily even knowing if one or the other is part of some sort of other agency. Right. Right? Right. So they're just professional agitators funded by your tax dollars, once again, to go out and cause problems. Right? And so this sort of people have been attaching this to, uh, well, I'll take like the Boston bombing, you know, the marathon bombing, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, these people, in a lot of cases, like in your Fast and the Furious, where they were, you know... ATF was putting weapons out there, you know, so they could supposedly track these weapons and see yeah. where they were going, yeah. which failed miserably. And people, you know, were getting killed by these weapons that in law enforcement agencies were putting out. That's basically what Operation, Operation Gladio was, too. So people are just wondering, yes, Operation Gladio supposedly stopped at, at a certain point. It ran for a while and then it ended. But did it actually end? You know what I mean? That is Should, the question. Yeah. Is it still going on? Are these people professional um, agitators? Not necessarily the person that ends up shooting up a school, but he's being sort of propped up like so many people. He's being uh, 
assisted. We know a lot of these shooters have been assisted by the FBI. They were known about by the FBI, and they were, you know, given weapons, given instruction on how to do things. You know, there's lots of questions. And, of course, now we're getting this sort of idea, this narrative that the cops were just incompetent and stuff. And I'm always hesitant to, like, oh, that's what it was. They, The cops, all hundred and however many of them were standing outside the school, you know, I'm talking about the most recent. Yeah. Um, Texas. Were they actually incompetent? Uh, what What's really going on? Anytime a we're getting spoon-fed some sort of a, a you know, I'm very reluctant to believe it. Even, History has told me not to believe that even shit. Even a school shooting like that, like, even, like what? What's the? What, what's to gain from that? What's to gain from a school shooting? Yeah, I mean, what it, happens uh, ultimately in the right, bigger right, picture? Right, right, I don't know. Other than the fact that your your um, fear is is a tactic that's used a lot. That's true. Uh, to to control the masses, fear is a big one. So, I mean, could that be just a constant, you know, I don't know. Just some, just something to worry about. I mean, when you're talking about like an Operation Condor in South America, there's 100,000 people that were killed in numerous ways. They were just abducted and killed. Yeah. And people think like, oh, well, that was happening 40 years ago. That doesn't happen now. It absolutely happens now. So, again, what was JFK talking about there? What was this monolithic, you know, opposition to society? What are their goals? You know, I, I you know, constantly have all these groups that uh, you, you can look at. A lot of people don't know about, like the Club of Rome. Think tanks, um, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, which are absolutely controlling. And, you know, what are their objectives? What is, what is their purpose? Again, this all falls into into the parapolitics category because nobody talks about this shit in your sort of mainstream channels because they own all of those channels. Right, right. Your 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 main uh, news sources and stuff. They're they're talking about all this shit that doesn't matter that you can't really get like a you're not going to get an answer to. Yeah. So when we post this, are we in danger of our lives for talking about it? Probably. Good. Thank God. <laughs> more than likely so you have questions I'm, I'm just going back to the shootings do you think they if 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 the shootings are like a a fear a, tactic of yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. or is it like more of a distraction to get us all arguing about guns and then while other stuff's going on we're, we're just like the, I mean, I think they like, ultimately want us to kill each other, so... Right. I mean, they're, they they go for the guns, but, you know, when stuff like this happens, all that starts getting talked about changing, I guess, certain, you know, rules and procedures. Yeah. Uh, but gun sales go through the roof every time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Every time this gets talked about, more people buy more guns. Yeah. So you're do- having the exact opposite effect of what you supposedly want. Um, I don't know, just like, you know, people jumping on any kind of, you know, like a knee jerk reaction to something. I don't, I don't know. You mean like uh Ukraine support? <laughs> right, right. Oh. Could quickly transition into that. Good. You know, talk about that. God, it makes me sick. What was the term you had for it when people take a bumper sticker and put it on their truck and 
Slacktivism. Slacktivism. <laughs> right. And I hate it. Does nothing other than let other people know that you think you're a good person and that you're thinking on the right side of things. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. You know, I went to Florida a couple weeks ago. I sent you the picture. It's behind somebody. Giant windshield, or like I guess rear windshield, whatever. Rear window sticker. Stand by Ukraine and a giant f- flag. Ukraine. Josh, let me ask you this real quick. Okay. Did you even know what the flag of Ukraine looked like before this thing happened? I did not. Nobody did. And as a guy I work with said, it's an ugly flag. <laughs> That's a good point. Nobody wants it. It's a little plain. Everybody just thinks that they need to show their support. Well, like... Uh, what are they doing, though? What, how are they, How is that helping? That's where I was going next, is I don't know what the hell's going on over there. I don't trust any of this information that, we're being fed, because I've learned through all of my readings that <laughs> there you cannot believe the official story, whatever the hell it is. Every, I have from credible sources people that I have followed. Yeah, information checks out, you know? You have people you follow, and you... People, anybody that says, go read this for yourself, go look for this information yourself, and you can verify it yourself, which I would encourage people to do, not just from one source, but from numerous sources, you know? And again, it takes time to just figure out what's kind of going on. You can't just jump on a bandwagon and, oh, this is what everybody says is what's going on, so this must be it. That's the worst thing you can do so you're pro-russia is what you're saying <laughs> right 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 yes. i'm definitely pro-russia yeah uh i'm pro me i'm pro what i can figure out yeah. and uh yeah. but anyway so yeah the point is it's like i have no idea what's happening oh you, you you you're waving a flag you don't even know what the hell's going on over there no everything up the street from here you've seen it when you come in the neighborhood he's got his little flag up there yeah for what? What do you even know? <laughs> what anything? Do you know anything about anything? Yep. I mean, just read a history book, man. It's like, come on, you don't. Yeah. Anyway, so like, point is, I don't know. I was just. It doesn't. It doesn't. Don't do that. <laughs> That's the best yeah. I can say. Don't start waving a flag. You don't have any idea what the hell's going on over there. It's I know. never that simple. Only uh, unless. They are Ukrainian, and they have family over there. I, I can see that at that point, just to show. But if you're just some, if I did that, if I had put the Ukraine bumper sticker on my car, I would want you to punch me in the face. I mean, larger objectives, larger, bigger uh, things, and, and, and the people that are really calling the shots in the world, they have no problem with killing thousands of people. Wars happen over nothing, and who knows why they're happening. Ultimately, what the what the main objective is of this conflict, this war, you know, by all accounts, from everything that I've read, like about Vietnam, man, it was just a money grab. Like most times when they say follow the money, that's pretty damn accurate. Yeah, it's because, uh, you know, just think about how many what Huey helicopters were, you know, shot down. So that's 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 money. That's business. <laughs> Huey helicopters. Right. I like that. I mean, there's a, there's something I, I think I can... Money. Make. It's all about money. Yeah. Well, I've, I'm, I've been saying this for years. I don't know if you heard this or not. Money makes the world go round. I've never heard that before. I know. I, just, I, I like that, though. Thank you. Thank you. You can use it 
Thanks, man. But uh, just seems I will. like, yeah. I mean, it, everything is just that's all it is. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, that 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 coup in Guatemala and numerous other coups take place because of money and in, in uh, investment, some sort of investment in a natural resource that's in a country. Remember a couple of years ago, what a year ago, when all those people, uh, like uh, prime ministers and presidents in Africa, were dropping dead left and right. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. There's been a lot of you know, sort of bucking the uh, system because they're going in. I've read anyway, at least having to do with like certain uh, natural resources needed for you know batteries, electric car battery production and stuff yeah. like that. And a lot of these countries in Africa have those. You know. What happens? President gets assassinated. Well, well, put somebody in who's uh, you know friendly with the country that wants whatever natural resource they have. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, William Bloom's book on. Um, uh, I can't remember the title of the book right now, but it basically just goes through all the different coups and all the interventions the U.S. has had. And so I think it's probably like fifty or sixty year time period. Yeah, it's a thick book. All right, <laughs> let me tell you right now. Speak going back to that Africa thing. And that dude got assassinated or whatever. That's where I first. There was a guy in Haiti got assassinated too. Maybe it was one of those. It was during that whole thing where I realized, like, because you've seen like girls going on with backpacks (laughs) that had a patch of the dude's face on it, and like you don't even know who that guy is. What (laughs) do you? Why? Why did you put that on your bag? You you saw somebody? Yeah, it was. I I can't remember the guy's name. I bet you she can't either. (laughs) <laughs> probably not yeah but, but it was, this was was this the guy in haiti that got assassinated yeah and at least a couple of those guys yeah, in that it was team, one of the yeah they had connections to uh i think they had intelligence com- connections themselves it was a couple of the guys that they that they captured apparently their way out got screwed or something right which is why they all got 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 a hold of them i don't even know what happened to those guys I hadn't looked read anything about it haven't seen yeah. anything about it yeah but old again, news man old news old news yeah, it's like, you know, we were talking about Ghislaine, you know, it's like, this is the stuff that you need to be knowing about. What? Why was nobody, if she went to trial, why was nobody, you know, else yeah. brought up on charges of anything? They knew exactly what the hell they were doing. Nobody else has been named. Nobody's been mentioned. Does anybody find that a little odd, a little strange? The I, I, I looked through the list, not your list, but the list of all the people that were on the island. You seen that that list like, and like what I saw, I think it was I saw it on Reddit, but it was you know you got like Dustin Hoffman, yeah, it's everybody was on there, and like then people are like Dustin Hoffman's an asshole. Are all of them though? Are all of them? Were all those people? Did they all? I can't, I can't see Dustin Hoffman participating in that kind of activity. But then again, I don't know the man. Right. You're just thinking about the actor. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Tom Cruise movies. You can like his movies and you can, but he's a lunatic. He's a weirdo. He's a complete and total psycho. Yeah. But, you know. But Maverick looks great. Oh, the new Top Gun movie. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Side note. That first one was uh, funded by the Defense Department, just so you know. Anyway, um, (laughs) it actually was. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was a total uh, puff piece for the military is all it was. Just a fucking puff piece to uh, promote uh, the military. I think I read an article. I read. Uh, well, I gave you a list one time. I sent you a list yeah. with all these f- m- oh, yeah. movies that were, you know, in part funded by the Pentagon and the Defense yeah. Department. Yep. There's a shitload of them. Yeah. 
And I guess I get it. It's like one big giant commercial for the Air Force or whatever the hell. That's all it was. That's yeah, all it was. I get it. I, I, yeah, I mean, makes I mean, sense. You get they have to consult them sometimes. Yeah. You know, when they're doing a movie, but these are just straight puff pieces. Uh, you know, yeah, that's all it is. But I read something that for the new Maverick, they, they let them borrow like all kinds of fighter jets. Of course. But uh, your tax dollars hard at work. Yeah. But Tom Cruise wasn't allowed to touch the controls. That was the whole big part of the headline. He is a pilot, but he knows what he's doing. But he's he's fucking Maverick. For course. God's sake, <laughs> man knows how to fly. Yeah, yeah. So like you know that that's uh, that all this stuff really kind of falls into that category because you can. We're talking about people that get propped up too, like you know Elon Musk and stuff like that. These guys, you know, Jeff Bezos, they're they're propped up. You don't just become that. I mean, he's got so many contracts with like you know CIA and stuff. I think they do like a cloud hosting shit for the CIA. Uh, obviously, Amazon, biggest online retailer in the world. Never heard of it. They're tracking every single thing you buy. That's that's oh, yeah. by design. Okay, of course you you sound you sound like a nut. When you're talking about that, like, oh, it's uh, you know, it's the CIA. No, they're watching everything yeah. you purchase. Let's say, for example, you're buying books of a particular subject matter. You know, that's yeah, could be questionable. I don't know how to make a bomb. Perhaps it's, just, it's so easy. It's easy to do it. So why not do right, it? That's why everybody does it. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I if I was one of them, I'd be like, yeah, this, this is beautiful. Let's just keep this data coming in. Get the next uh, bomber fella. Next, uh, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Have I mentioned aberration in the heartland of the real on here before? Nope. I posted a thing about it on our Instagram. But anyway, that's another good example of parapolitics because clearly something was going on with Timothy McVeigh. Uh, You know, the whole, ah, he's just another low nuts. He's making a bomb. He did post uh, that picture of him on Instagram. He looked like Eminem. (laughs) Right. He did sort of resemble. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) uh, Anyway, that Wendy uh, S., I think it's Dr. Wendy S. painting, she did a really good book called Aberration Heartlander Real, and she spent uh, quite a bit of time. It's a thick book. I think that's like a thousand pages or something like that, but it's a big one. But there's, there's just so much more to the story. And again, that falls into the realm of conspiracy theory. It's not, uh, you know, there's too much information, too many, too many dots connected to just for it to just be nonsense, you know. Yeah. This guy just does this thing, you know, and there's there's just this little oh, I'm gonna just make a bomb, and there's so much more to it than that, you know. Of course, yeah. None of this gets talked about, and somebody has to go off on their own and research this and uh, find all this information. You all right over there? Yeah, I'm just stretching out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My anyway. left my left rear end cheek was starting to go numb. Gotcha. Just want to let everybody know. Thank but you. It's okay now. It's okay. All is well. Yep. Yeah, so anyway. Um so just going back to the the the, the mass shooting events that are happening now, people are just I would I would say it's like they're they're wondering because they happen with such frequency. Are these people also being obviously pushed to do these things? Lots of indicators that they are. Okay. And it's a very much like an Operation Gladio. 
are these different groups um, assets, possibly even officers of these different intelligence agencies uh, enabling these people to do these things? Are they assisting them in some way? And that's what I'm saying to you right now. <laughs> I know. And I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about it, and it's just they might, They have to be. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something going on. It's a little strange. Yeah, you know, I think I read that uh, this dude, you know, supposedly didn't have any money or whatever. This most recent one in what do you say? Is it Uvalde, Texas? Is that what? I, th- I think so. Uvalde, yeah. Texas shooting. He bought all of these weapons on credit, but again. Uh, like you know any of these things that happen they're being there then they most times are communicating online and talking to people online and they're just you know feds everywhere yeah these these there's they're not being unmonitored these are monitored platforms okay right and so you know when people like to squabble over say like 911 and stuff like that you know the pointless uh things that you could squabble over for 911 which people do argue about all these things it's the idea that a 50 to 100 billion dollar intelligence infrastructure knew nothing about what was coming failed is i is just completely absurd and again that's that's more of the uh you know just looking at the information and being like there's no way there's no way that they couldn't know that this was going to happen so at that point yeah you're left with they're leaving they they want it to happen so many of these things i mean a clear example of that too is also like in world war ii we were not going into world war ii but what happens pearl harbor right which has been mentioned uh before you want that pearl harbor event to take place right so you get the the public kind of get yeah yeah support from the public and after 9-11 there was the patriot act and all that stuff and you see slowly but surely the whittling away of like civil liberties mm-hmm. and privacy, you know, again with the pandemic as that thing rolled around. You saw the entire world shut down and oh, yeah. massive amounts of control put over the populace. Yeah. So anyway, again, all falls into the realm of parapolitics. This is what you're going to be – it's more – appropriately labeled as parapolitics so anyway parapolitics yeah now you know a little bit more about it yeah i mean hopeful i mean i hope i didn't come across as a total fool at, no. at any point during this whole thing no not at all okay. but uh you're gonna see that's uh really that's where i spend most of my time that's what i'm reading up on yeah it's the intelligence community's and all doing all that stuff that really matters in the world, and and what their what their purpose is, their connections with uh, you know the think tanks. By the way, don't trust any of those. You see a think tank, you gotta wonder what what is their objective, what's their goal? World domination, <laughs> normally. <laughs> and you do a very good job on the Instagram at Tell Me Vexed podcast. Why, thank you. That's me. Yeah, it's just mainly that's what it is. It's just all kinds of, you know, real shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Sorry, it's I great. had to adjust my headphones there. My ear was itching. Sorry about that, everyone. So, anyway, I guess, uh, uh, you know, we kind of, I kind of bounced around there quite a bit, talked a lot. I was just gabbing like crazy. Nate, this is your world, though, man. Yeah. 
so I just really wanted to kind of make this an intro into sort of parapolitics, kind of give you a basic idea. Mentioned some terms there, sheep dip, limited hangout. You can go and read up on those and see how they relate into the world in which we reside. And think about other news stories in, 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 that, in that sense, uh, from that viewpoint, you know? Yeah. What is, what is what's really going on here? What's, what's the bigger picture? You have to remember, a lot of these assholes, they got a good long game. Uh, great long game. They're not looking at things in year, two years, three years. It's 10 years, 20 years, where they can, you know, implement their plans. I think we've seen a lot of these things implemented in, you know, but we're just, we, we still like it. No, that's not what's happening. No. Surely that's not what's going on. You know? Yeah. Wise men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in. I kind of, I kind of, it's that made it, made it work for this, these purposes. Yeah, it's of, it's yeah. that, but it's like the for the negative. It's right. for the destruction right. of <laughs> evil men. More control, <laughs> uh, more power. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we'll get into some of these uh, things that we've talked about in this intro episode, parapolitics, uh, in specifics in in later episodes. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout and for those. I'm going to throw maybe get somebody else here that knows what the hell you were talking about. When you brought up Ruby Falls or whatever the hell you brought up. What was it? Ruby Falls. <laughs> Ruby Ridge. Ridge. Ruby Ridge. It's, a, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no I clue. Did some spaceship crash there? I don't know about it then. It's okay. Ruby Ridge. Jack Ruby Ridge. What'd you say? Jack Ruby Ridge. Jack Ruby Ridge. What the hell? I don't know. Ah, uh, you know, they just... I'm bringing uh, them all together. You know, anyway, we won't get into Ruby Ridge right now. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. But most people now kind of know what happened, Ruby Ridge. But anyway, we're going to call that an end uh, for this episode to the parapolitics part of things. But uh, normally we open episode talking about other things, but I guess we can kind of close out talking about some different stuff now. You know, real quick, I just wanted to mention this. Yeah. Uh, I love cults. Yeah, uh, I love cults so much. Yeah, this is just another, you know, uh, on the spectrum of conspiracy theories. Just talking and looking at cults. There was so many things happening uh, in the in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. You know, like with cults and stuff, like in the West Coast, like California. Yeah, and like uh, you know the Manson family and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tom O'Neill's book, Chaos. He, you know discovered that uh charles manson was seeing jolly west dr jolly west who was a mk ultra doctor for the cia okay crazy shit right so he was like out in san francisco uh which by the way that's a fantastic book by the way chaos chaos I that's on the instagram once again tom o'neill yeah. yeah and he was actually on joe rogan's podcast as well and he's done a lot of podcasts i don't know who who i some dude's got a little podcast <laughs> a little baby podcast no, it's nothing it's nothing like us what we've got going on yeah, here i've never heard of him okay uh you know <laughs> but anyway so like he he did a good uh three hours or something jesus long give you a good summation of what what that is but the book is pretty pretty lengthy too there's a lot of information there again guy spends 20 years just digging into this and uh finds out a lot of information so it was just very strange 
that all of those things were happening. It's kind of like the serial killers thing, you know? There was like a window of time where there was all these serial killers, you know? Mm-hmm. You just kind of look back on it now, like was what was happening that was this was happening all at once, you know? Yeah. All of these serial killers were, were operating at roughly the same time. All of this counterculture bullshit of the 60s was happening. All of these cults were happening. Um, like there was one that uh, I just sort of stumbled across, which I'd actually asked my pops about, and he knew about it, which I'd never, I'd never heard, you know, just because I spent a lot of time reading up on cults. And it was the, uh, gosh, what was the name of it here? Stand by, you know. When I am looking for something, feel free to talk. <laughs> you want. I mean, the way you were talking is like you had it right there, so I was like, I was just ready to go. Uh, the the Synanon cult. Have you ever heard of that one? Apparently, it was Synanon. Synanon. S Y N A N O N, and it was some sort of a cult that got started in like the fifties. Ran through like the, I think it ran to like the early nineties, maybe. What was what was in their some whole... capacity? It ran to like the early nineties. Yeah. Eventually, it was dissolved because they had like people were disappearing and they were super violent. But like they did a couple hmm. of things uh, that made them sort of, you know, show up on people's radar. Like everybody shaved their head at once. And because the cult leader uh, wore overalls, everybody wore overalls. So you can imagine. Seems harmless. You can see like it started like as like a, a small like strip mall with like 20 people. And I yeah. think it was originally supposed to be like. Um, you know, an addiction group like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or something like yeah, that, or yeah. and uh, started that way innocently enough. Uh, but the guy's uh, intentions, his ultimate goal, was had nothing to do with that. And they moved from there into a much larger building in like Santa Monica, and then from there they moved into a compound in San Francisco. You know, mm-hmm. and all of these things were happening roughly at the same time. So I just, I don't know, I find cults fascinating. Uh, that just popped up on my radar for whatever reason, I guess, because I'm always looking up this shit. But then, like, just seeing tactics that people like Tony Robbins use, you know, who's the, the self-help guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People okay. are looking for gurus. They're people. Oh, this guy, he's got the answers. He knows yeah. what he knows what's going on. They're just grifters. They're just, they're shysters. You know, anybody that's a fucking guru that's trying to uh, <laughs> make people it, think that they're uh, you don't like Tony Robbins. That they're wise and that they've got the answers to the universe. I'm sorry to tell you, they're just they're they're taking your money. You don't like Tony Robbins, though. Come on, that big giant goon, massive, that kick-ass voice. He was in he was in (laughs) Shallow Hell. Oh, he comes out on stage. He's banging sticks and yeah. I've watched some of his events, and of course, like if you look at his his like uh, the videos on YouTube. the the comment section is just brigaded by his people like you well you haven't clearly you haven't been to an event that's what they're called yeah, when he holds one yeah. of his two thousand dollar a person or whatever the hell they are yeah events where all these people you know these brainless mindless robots show up to this I, guy who, who does the they all do the same thing their tactics are all the same they use the same ones throughout history these grifters these gurus these uh you know, cult leaders or whatever, they use the same goofy tactics on everybody. And it's just amazing to me. I just find it fascinating, man. I saw a video of him. He was talking about success. You know, that's his whole thing, really, is getting, being successful. Money management, financial, Money management yeah, yeah. And success. And he was talking about how he had this shitty job that he hated boop, doing boop, it. Boop. So, guess what he did? 
What do you do? He flew his helicopter over the building and just hovered over it and just thought back on his life. He was just talking about how, yeah, so I just I flew my helicopter now that I'm successful and right. a millionaire. He's just flying helicopters around L.A. Yeah, and I, that's my. It's just an odd. It's funny you mentioned the uh, the the money side of things. There, I was for whatever reason I was looking up some stuff on him the other day, and he has. I was thinking he's been doing this bullshit for probably thirty years plus. I thought, well, he's you know he's got to have a pretty good net worth, hundred couple hundred million anyway. And uh, I don't know if those websites are correct or not, but they put his you know wealth at near a billion dollars. This Jesus. guy. He's got, uh, I guess, a, an individual, you know, personal wealth of five hundred million, something like that, or whatever. But like with his companies, he owns lots of companies. Yeah. Obviously, you get that kind of money, you start investing in companies and gobbling everything up. But like, uh, he's worth close to a billion, according to this one website, anyway, which would have been like that celebrity network yeah, website. Yeah, I don't think those are that accurate, but they're. He's got to be up there. Though. More accurate than because like what you, you could just. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you put you like you look at some of the events that he's held and man, those arenas are absolutely packed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And these people are like chanting everything, you mm-hmm. know, and he's backstage getting ready. They do like his whole prep, you know, his his wife, like his fourth wife. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's been married so many times. He's had so much litigation against him too, so many lawsuits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like she like he's jumping on a trampoline and he's like she's got an eyedropper and she's putting some like, you know, vitamin extract in his mouth and like getting him all souped up you know but hmm. you just watch them and they all use the same tactics it's like you know i have the answers they approach everybody the same way with this energy this bullshit energy yeah you know yeah. they're very assertive with like their hand gestures and their handshakes and they just sort of mm-hmm. invade your space yeah it's just a total scam but people love that shit man and they'll yeah. hand their money over anyway motivational speakers didn't mean to go down this route in the episode but since we're here and it could be a little while before our next episode I uh, just wanted to mention it. Sometime we're going to talk about some cults and maybe just kind of bounce around a few episodes talking about cults. I like but I just love, and just if you get a chance, Synanon, look up that cult. Look at some of the people. There's a lot of photographs online. People where they sh- they all shave their head. They're all wearing overalls. Why are cults always, f- f- one, fucking weird, or two, assholes? Why does it always end up being an ass? And there's an argument to be made, sure, that all religions are cults in their own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But In the like, bigger picture of, right, yeah, it's the right. same stuff, but it's the but smaller I mean, scale. Of, yeah, but like, why are they always so weird? It's just the, I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. You have one madman who's yeah. ruling over them. Ultimately, his objective is to get their money. He tells them to live like uh, peasants yep. and to live in poverty. Yeah. And he takes all their cash and lives like a king. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, sex. You know, it's all about that sex. Of course, you know, the dudes all have to get like, uh, you know, like in the Heaven's Gate, it was uh, cut your nuts off, you know. Well, you know. They have some sort of weird sick agenda in their head, maybe. But like the thing I was talking about earlier, like all things in California where all those were happening at once or, you know, roughly at the same time period, was like, were they... Was this another operation of some kind? Because that's what's theorized from the Chaos book was like Charles Manson was allowed to get out. He was constantly released every time he was arrested. He was arrested a lot. Yeah. Was he sort of being observed? Was he being monitored? Right? 
was was there something more to a lot of these things were just happening organically like oh this is where all the this is the free speech and free love is going to the west coast now 50 years on people are looking back and wondering like was this part of an operation as well yeah you know yeah so anyway just want to put that idea out there but there's you know i don't know it's really weird it is so anyway I'll stop talking about cults now because this isn't a cult episode. But I just I think it's I, I think just, we should do a cult episode, a couple of cult episodes, man, because there's so much good stuff there. I mean, you can even get into the Jonestown thing, you know? Yeah. Which there's a lot more to the Jonestown thing as well. People have researched that. There was a lot of connections to intelligence with the Jonestown thing. Could that have been some sort of an operation to get rid of subver- subversives? A lot of people theorize that that could have been the case. I mean, Got nobody died there, though, right? <laughs> right, yeah, there's no death there. <laughs> Everything worked out yeah. at Jonestown, right? Yeah, yeah. More uh, than likely, that's kind of what is looking like actually happened, that it wasn't just like, oh, a cult leader. No, there there could have been more to the story. People could have been uh, put there. Yeah. They were, you know... I did hear it wasn't all, they didn't all just drink it and die. They were being, like, if they started running, they would be gunned yeah. down and gunned stuff down, like that. Gunned down, shot. Yeah. So nobody was leaving. Who was doing all the shooting, right? Right, right. And I, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I read that the, a lot of the property was actually purchased by someone who had, or was part of the, the CIA. Again, they had some sort of intelligence connection there. The hell? The property, right. So yeah. if you if that one thing is true, yeah. Then that's a little fishy. Throws the whole <laughs> Yeah, it throws the whole because there was a lot of that going on. Anybody that had some sort of looking at the time period, you have to go back to when what was happening. These people would have been considered, you know, um like I said subversives or whatever and uh they want to get rid of them. So what do you do to get rid of them? You know, what better way? Send them off to another country, you know, throw them out of planes. And these people were abused. These people were abused. Some people did escape. And they talked about the abuse that was taking place there. Sure, it seemed like a utopia at first. Right. But then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And and what was the ultimate goal there? Who was really in charge? Who was uh, perhaps uh, allowing these things to happen? You know? Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think of a funny guy to say, uh, Bill Murray. I don't know, but I couldn't think of anything clever. That's all right. Yeah. Not always going to be winners, you know? They rarely are. Rarely. Yes. All my winners happen when we're not recording, though. I find that to be. It's official when we're doing this, so. Yeah, and it sucks. Kind of lose the, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Yeah. So we're going to call that an <clears throat> end to the parapolitics episode, the intro episode. And uh, anyway. What have you got before we uh, close this out, huh? Well, I don't want to be, uh, you know, premature about this, but I think we have a winner of the... A winner? Of the contest. This would have been the contest going back to episode whatever. Hollow Earth. The Hollow Earth episode. Or Dyatlov Pass, whichever one you want to... Which I'm going to go back to Hollow Earth. I'm thinking he or she... Wants this. Okay. Um, it is a uh, person on iTunes. We uh, got rate, rated, human. reviewed. We think, we think it's a human being. Yeah. And I, like, like I said, I'm always, we're always going to read the comments out loud, right? Good or bad. 
right? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and name the person right now. Now, does this sound like a man or a woman to you? Fally McSnaps. I do not know. I know. I know. But anyways, we got a five-star review. So happy to see this review. Yeah. And you left a comment. We greatly appreciate that. Very much. And it says, killer. I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, we were so close to saying, fuck this damn thing. And we almost <laughs> did. Last week, we were here. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Last week, we were actually here, going to do an episode. And uh, this this episode, but we, I, you know, we were just talking, shooting the bull. Eventually, just talked yourself right out what, of about it. Th- about three, four hours, we were just sitting here chit-chatting. Mike's off. <laughs> that could have been a podcast. Could have been. The, but the we po- were just... point was, I it, we got to the point, I guess, where our energy level just... You do have to have some degree of energy to, to yeah. you know, want to turn on them mics and get the... Uh, yeah. Get it's the a li- it, people don't think... There's like, a rhythm to it and everything. There's a little bit of work to it, so... Yeah. Anyway. Not, that, not that we proved it or show it, but... Not that you can it's actually It's a little tell. more stressful than you think it would be <laughs> talking in a microphone, especially if you don't want to edit anything afterwards. You should try to do all the first first go around. Yep. And also, Jack had to shit real bad. Yeah. Jack is the uh, border collie. Yep. Who's looking at us right now. <laughs> Loving that couch again. Loving that couch. Anyways, Fally McSnap says, killer job. I've been listening since the beginning, although I usually listen on Spotify. I'd like to see more frequent episodes dropping, but understand how that can be hard. Thank you. We're working on it. It's difficult. It's a challenge. Uh, Being an East Tennessee native myself, this is especially interesting for me. Keep up the good work, guys! Exclamation point at the end of there. And we will. Because gonna, of this one comment, yeah, this is, I actually said, all right, let's do it. It's very motivating. We got at least two more in us. <laughs> That's so. what we're going to be like uh, from one episode to the next. Yeah. Let's just do one more episode. Yeah. And if we if we got one person out there that enjoys it and is listening yeah. and can perhaps uh, just pull uh, one, one little tidbit of information that they yeah. find useful from our from our little podcast, we're doing our job and we'll keep going. Yeah. But now the whole thing with the contest was rate, yes. review, subscribe, and remind us, s- and remind us, send an email, oh. letting us know you did that. And really, the point of the message is so we can contact you and know how to send you the awesome gift, which is what? It's a book. It's the Lost Diary of Admiral Richard E. Byrd, or our signed. Dyatlov pass notes <laughs> that you everybody still have wants. Those? Oh yeah, they're in the drawer right here. Oh yeah, they're not going anywhere. Or both. I think the person that or uh, we can or or both. I yeah. think that's probably we okay. can just go ahead and get rid of. I'm not I mean get rid of, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. gift pass to, on pass on. Yeah. So if Fally McSnaps, you're the winner. I bought that just for this podcast. <laughs> um, Stupid, awful. Took this wonderful, informative. <laughs> intelligent podcast and just yep. drove it right into the fucking ground it's okay I had to. it's a nice horn no but uh if you want any of the if you want that book i know you don't want the notes if you want the book go on over to terriblyvex.com and send us a message it's right there simple right at the bottom of the website and we'll mail it to you yep come it's all your yours so and we'll come up with another contest, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we'll do another contest. And, uh, honestly, I bet you Fally won't even send us a message. So, 
the book's probably still up for grabs. Yeah. So, but uh, she may. He or she may. He or she may. They. They may. Z. Z may. <laughs> Thon may. <sighs> all right. Um, Is that all you got? I think so. I think that's about it. All right. Fantastic. So just the usual. Again, always just go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, if you want to get in touch, terrybvex.com. We got the website. All right, Jack's got everything right there. Jack's got shit. He's starting to scream over here, so I guess we're going to call that an episode. That's it. All right, we'll see you next time. Until next time, this has been Justin and Josh at the Terribly Vex Podcast. Goodbye.